Well, hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Gruber here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the Word of the King is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? In time, if you look up to Colossus chapter 2 verse 10 through 12, we're going to start off at Colossus chapter 2 verse 10 through 12. And I shall open now the Word of our Father in the name of Jesus. As we look together for the sake of our completes in Jesus Christ. Father God, I pray that your spirit would lead the earth uh, spirit uh, in all said and forth now in this message. Help us, dear God, to walk daily, dear God, all more hearts after the completeness that is ours and in through Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things would give thanks. Amen. 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 Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Bringing in the sheaves, going forth for weeping, sowing for the master. Though the loss sustained, our spirit often grieves. When our weeping's over, he will bid us welcome. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing. Okay, if you open up your King James Bible with Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 10, reading down through verse 12. Word of God declares, speaking of our completeness in Jesus Christ, as born again believers, Christians who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and bring off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12, for we are to the baptism, where also ye are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised Him from the dead. Amen. Yeah. Turn over to Colossians, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But I would also read Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 while you're turning to 1 Corinthians 12. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says, Beware lest any man's fool and give you philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. Come on! I bring well all the fools of the Godhead bodily. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 7. 
reading down through verse 13. The word of God declares that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Verse 8, to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith of the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, yeah. and to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kind of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. There's a letter that all these work at that one and the self same spirit, divided to every man severally as he will. Yes, he did. Verse 12. Brad, the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, be it many, or one body, so also is Christ. Verse 13. By one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Tonight we are considering our completeness in Jesus Christ. And I myself, having once been seduced by the charismatic doctrine of the second blessing, as it is called, yeah. having vomited it out, <laughs> back in by the grace of God I consider how the doctrine of the second blessing is taught by the charismatic denies our completeness in Jesus Christ as believers the word of God declares again Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 for in him Jesus Christ will all the fullness of the God in the bottom so again when I receive Jesus Christ as my Personal Lord of the Savior, March 1995. On that day that I received him, I received the fullness. All the Father, the fullness, all the Son, the fullness, all of the Holy Ghost, all the Spirit. And I, ever since, have been complete in him. Yeah. Now, this damnable heresy on the second blessing is nothing more than a there's nothing more than an attempt to basically repeat the baptism of the Spirit, much like the Roman Catholic Mass is nothing but a vain attempt to repeat the death of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice of Christ. Oh, come on now. We'll consider the doctrine of the second blessing as taught by the Charismatics, which implies that you are not you do not receive all the Holy Spirit when you first get born again. Uh, no. definitely, I smell something fishy, I smell something very Roman Catholic going on. The Word of God declares, here, in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made drink to one Spirit. According to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, there's one baptism, just one. Yeah.
that there must be a partial baptism of the Spirit. Yeah. Into the body of Christ. Look at the devil. You do it when partially baptized <laughs> into the body of Christ. Well, I don't know about you, but I was completely baptized into the body of Christ. I was not partially baptized into the body of Christ when I got born again that day in March of 1995. Come on. Well, you're completely baptized into the body of Christ. If you truly got born again. Word of God declares that you were birthed into the baptism. Well, let me ask you, uh, if you're listening and you're charismatic, were you partially buried with him in baptism? Where you are also you risen with him through the faith of the operation of God and was risen from the dead. Were you partially raised with him? Because ultimately, if you didn't receive all the Holy Spirit, does it not take all the Holy Spirit? In order for you to be buried with him in baptism, in order for you to be risen with him, Christ, through the faith of the operation of God, who was raised from the dead? Well, come on now. Declares, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Again, if you continue to look at our completeness in Jesus Christ and how the ministry of the Spirit... We are complete in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In whom, speaking of Christ, ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Well. Okay, charismatic, you did not receive all of the Holy Spirit. When you trusted. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Would you not then have just been partially sealed? Does it not take all the Holy Spirit to seal you in the context of this word of God speaks? Come on. Declares, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Come on. Reading for the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Come on. Does any one of you charismatics don't believe in eternal security? <laughs> Yeah, when I got born again in March 1995, I received all the Holy Spirit, not part of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy sealed under the day of redemption, not partially sealed. Now, come on. You see, charismatic, you believe you were just partially sealed. Well. That would be the case if indeed that teaching, that heretical teaching of the second blessing, especially if you don't receive all the Holy Spirit, were true. So if you're not totally sealed, I guess it is possible for you to get out, isn't it? Well, well, completely sealed. I was completely sealed to that spirit of promise. By God's grace, I refuse to grieve that Holy Spirit. Now, come on. Word of God declares. Ephesians chapter five, verses eighteen through twenty-one. Ephesians five, verses eighteen through twenty-one. Why? We're in excess of filled with the Spirit. Okay, so you care about it? You're going to try to say that uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit has everything to do with tongues, right? It's all about tongues. You, what you call tongues. It's about what God calls tongues. Verse 19, okay. When we filled with the Spirit, verse 18 says, Be not drunk with wine, where is excess? But be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, here's how. 
teaching yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks all, all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Well. Don't mention tongues in that context. What you call tongues, anyway. Don't mention Corinthians 12, another comment that I'd make here, 1 Corinthians 12, what we got to clear is in verse 11, but all these work that one of the self-same spirit, dividing every man severally as he will. Now Paul just gotten done, that the spirit of God inspired in commenting on the ministry of the spirit and distributing of the gifts of the spirit, and verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing of the same spirit, verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the strength of spirits, to another diverse kind of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Again, verse 11. But all these work that one of the self-made spirit divided to every man, severally as he will. The Spirit of God distributes. He gives the gifts to man as he will. You don't choose what gifts you get. Come on! The Spirit of God chooses the gifts that he gives. Severally as he will. So don't think you're just going to decide if you want to have if you want to speak in tongues and you're just going to go and have some vain sinner lay hands on you and all of a sudden you're just going to get tongues. No. That's <laughs> all wrong. All wrong, charismatic. Oh, and, and I know in the case of this one man that I just had to break ties with, oh, he loves, he loves to quote that verse about where it says, uh, I believe it's here at the end of chapter 4, 14, around the end of chapter 14, where the Word of God says, verse 39, Wherefore, brethren, come to prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Yeah. Oh, God even says here, the Apostle Paul, right under inspiration of God, God through his Apostle declared, verse 5, I would that you all speak with tongues, rather than you prophesy, for greater is he to prophesy than he to speak with tongues, except he interpret. The church may receive that time. Come on! Verse 6, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I prophesy you except I shall speak to you in my revelation? Or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine? Verse 7, And even things without life can be sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction, the end of sound, how shall we know what is pipe or harp? Now, come on, get preached. If a certain sound, who shall prepare himself in the battle? Verse 9, so likewise, she said to other by the tongue, words to be understood, how shall be known when it's spoken? We shall speak into the air. Verse 10, there are I mean, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Verse 11, therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be known to him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me.
people by praying in the tongue and spirit praying for them saying it's unfruitful. Come on, preach it! You just go on. Yes, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. <laughs> I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing also with the understanding also. God makes it very clear. Makes it very, very clear that if there's no interpretation, we're to keep silent. We're to keep silent in the alley of you charismatics. Now come on! In your tongues, when there's no interpretation, you don't keep silent. You don't even submit yourself to the Word of God. Let alone once with other in the fear of God. Oh, come on now. We are with the preachers. But God says the bishops be the husband of one. What? Well. You would qualify for that. And you're kidding. You're charismatic. You're all too well known for wanting to set your Jezebels up on a pedestal. Oh, come on now. So. Going on here. What God declares. Again, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Speaking of Jesus Christ, in him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You cannot, I mean, if you take that truth to heart, take that to heart, dear listener, Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. If you take that to heart, there's no way, there's no way you can fall for the teaching, the radical, damnable teaching. The second blessing is taught by the charismatic. It says you don't get all the Holy Spirit when you get born again. Because again, you're the fullness of God in bodily. Therefore, when you receive Jesus Christ, you receive the fullness of all the Father, the fullness of all the Son, the fullness of all the Holy Spirit. Come on now. You cannot take that trip to heart and get seduced by the damnable doctrine of the charismatics. No. There's a reason I got seduced by it. But the enemy didn't have some big issue on with my infirmity with the healing, because that's the way the charismatic suck most of these people in is with their healing. Which is a false balance, by the way. But anyways, the only way that I ever got seduced by those tongues was because I either forgot or else I didn't stop to consider the significance and the reality of what that implies when the word of God declares that Jesus is the fullness of the God in body. If I got grace, I'm not going to forget it no more. By God's grace, I have stopped. Thank you, God, using one brother down in Texas who brought that up to me. But I've never forgotten it, and by God's grace, I'm never going to forget it. And that's the only reason why I can say I have followed the, the, the damn old doctor who cares about not necessarily that shit, praise God. What? You were listening. You never swallowed it, and then you never swallowed it now that you have been reminded of that truth. And if you're listening and you are charismatic, then you come out. And touch not the damnable doctrine, touch not the damnable spirit behind that doctrine. Colossians chapter 1. Continue on, Colossians chapter 1. Who gets the preeminence for charismatics? Who gets the preeminence? Come on. Verse 18, and he is the head of the body of the church. He's the beginning, first born from the dead. So you have Jesus Christ, and in all things he may have the preeminence. For pleading the Father that it should all fools dwell. Verse 20. And having made peace to the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Yeah. Okay, guys. Take a honest, charismatic saying that he or she gives 
Spirit, the one they call the Holy Spirit. I say the one they call because he's not the Holy Spirit of the Scriptures. Well, by the way, I'll just clarify that by saying that the Apostle Paul under inspiration of God born of another Jesus, another Spirit, and another Gospel, Second Corinthians chapter eleven. That's what you got. We bought you in a charismatic movement. You got another Jesus, another Spirit, and another Gospel. Well, and another point I'll make. Verse 22. Yeah. When he said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Verse 23. 
unto them, and whosoever sins he retained there are retained. Now, with Pharaoh, quickly, verse 23, when Jesus said, whosoever sins he remitted, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins he retained, they are retained. Yeah! For the Lord of God would call to take that to that somehow justification for her priest. That's the power to forgive anybody who sins as only God can forgive. No, that's just, that's twisting the scriptures to one's own destruction. And it's clearly a reference to the apostolic ministry of the apostles. And I'll give you one prime example without turning there. It's in the book of Acts when Peter pronounced judgment on Ananias and Sapphira. And fear came upon all the church all in round about. That's what it's talking about right there. Well? But Jesus said, in Christ, verse 22, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost did not get fallen in the context that he fell in the book of Acts after Jesus Christ ascended. So how could Jesus Christ say, Receive ye the Holy Ghost in the context of St. John 20? Verse 22. Because again, Colossians 2 9. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And Jesus even told his disciples, while he was yet with them in the flesh, that as he was with them, the Spirit was with them. Well, he said to them, I think that you've seen him, you've seen the Father. That's why in Acts 2 39, when Jesus, uh, when Peter, excuse me, declared, repent, you be baptized. If you want to do in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I thought Jesus said, baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. See, some of the, uh, some of the oneness, some of the oneness, Jesus only, as they call themselves, the crowd, get all tripped up over that. They say, oh, you must only baptize in the name of Jesus. Well? You know, baptize in the name of Jesus. Baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. When you baptize in the name of Jesus Christ, you're baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost, because he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well? So again, the Jesus oneness crowd, they're oneness doctrine. And the thing is, you got to baptize in the name of Jesus. You can't do it in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. They stumble. They stumble. From that truth as well about Jesus being the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and they get into damnable heresy. So, why do you now? This edition of the Word of the King, about just under a minute and a half to go. Come on! The fearful and the unbelief and the abominable and murderers and homeowners and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars from their part in the lake in front of the fire of stone, which is the second death. Turn from your false spirit. Turn from your false Jesus. Turn from your false gospel. And come of the peace with the force of the God in the Complete in him through faith in his shed blood alone, for by grace you saved through faith, and it's not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, but any man should boast. You made a new creature of Christ, come out, come out, and touch not the unclean, animal doctrine, or the charismatic anymore. Oh, well, we're told, but as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, 
shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, mortal, sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless you and yours.